Welcome to Lumber Talks, the official podcast of the National Lumber and Building Material Dealers Association. I'm your host, Kevin McKenney, Director of Government Affairs for NLBMDA. Our goal with this podcast is to provide you with a mixture of content and analysis of the issues impacting the LBM industry, along with some engaging interviews of industry leaders, experts, and analysts that will provide unique perspectives on the industry today. Well, now we'd like to update you on a variety of legislative and regulatory topics that NLBMDA has been working on throughout 2020 and into 2021. Firstly, going back to 2020 and the early stages of the COVID-19 pandemic, NLBMDA took a pretty active role in a few very important areas um, as businesses were trying to figure out how to navigate that circumstance. The first question was the question around critical essential infrastructure. It was becoming very clear that states were entering a variety of, of lockdown and business closure related measures. And it was very important to us that LBM dealers across the United States were able to remain open and able to do business. So NLBMDA took a two-pronged approach for the issue of critical essential infrastructure. First was lobbying the Department of Homeland Security. Now, DHS was tasked with providing guidance to the states on businesses and industries that would be deemed essential. And so it was guidance, it was non-binding, but states were putting a lot of weight uh, behind the Department of Homeland Security guidance in making their decisions on which businesses were to remain open. So NLBMDA got in early and did extensive lobbying with DHS in order to include LBM dealers in that definition of critical essential infrastructure. And ultimately that effort was successful. They did include that in their guidance, which was a big victory for our industry. The second uh, path that we had to take for that issue of essential infrastructure was the individual states. Most of the time, NLBMDA is not doing too much on the state level, only uh, when there's an emergency type situation or uh, something along those lines. But this was a very important issue that pertained directly to our members' ability to do business. And so NLBMDA went to all 50 state governors and contacted their offices to make sure that they were going to include LBM dealers in their definitions of essential infrastructure and make sure that LBM dealers were able to remain open. At first, there were a few hiccups with a few states choosing not to include LBM dealers. However, those were quickly sorted out. And after the first couple of months of the pandemic, all 50 states were operating with LBM dealers designated as essential, which we are very proud of. The last piece of critical essential infrastructure that we worked on in 2020 was residential construction. We were successful in getting LBM dealers to remain open for business. However, we wanted to make sure that their customers were able to actually stay in business as well so that they could patronize our members. And so it became important for us to make sure that residential construction was designated as critical essential infrastructure. And so NLBMDA worked with other organizations like the National Association of Home Builders to make sure that residential construction was on the list. And so we went back to all 50 state governors and lobbied hard for that. And ultimately they did include critical essential infrastructure uh, to include residential construction in both the DHS guidance and at the state level. So that was a uh, very big win for the industry. After that, NLBMDA really had to pivot over to the issue of small business relief options as the pandemic was continuing to affect operations. While our members were able to remain open, uh, everybody's aware that COVID really did create a variety of ripple effects in the economy and businesses would have to get some assistance as they were 
navigating the pandemic and the different circumstances around it. And so we went to Congress and started lobbying for a very specific set of small business relief options, in particular, the Paycheck Protection Program. NLBMDA lobbied for $350 billion for that. And in addition, we wanted some additional options as well. We wanted things like economic injury disaster loans, uh, employee retention tax credits. Our approach was we want dealers to have more options, not less, when it comes to navigating pandemics and other really dis, uh, distressing economic situations. And ultimately, we were successful in the CARES Act, which was the third iteration of COVID relief in 2020. Congress included $350 billion for the Paycheck Protection Program and a variety of other small business relief programs. But uh, PPP was really the big one that we wanted to see that, that dealers would have uh, op an option for. And that was essentially a program that uh, was facilitated by local lenders in which uh, a business could go to their lender, get a loan, and if they're using the loan for a specific set of criteria, for example, making payroll, then they would be able to get that portion of the loan forgiven. So it was a very attractive option for many businesses, and we wanted to make sure that dealers had access to this early on. And so that was a successful effort on the part of both uh, our direct lobbying, but also the grassroots advocacy that our members did and, and continue to do uh, as we continue to advocate on behalf of the industry. And so we're very proud of that effort. So throughout the year, it became very obvious to us, though, that we were going to need to make sure that the Small Business Administration and the Department of the Treasury was going to issue the implementing guidance. When a regulatory agency is tasked with implementing a rule uh, or a program that Congress creates, they have to uh, issue implementing guidance to the public so that they know how the congressionally passed law program, et cetera, is going to work. In normal cases, this can take time and it's usually not a very big deal because uh, they're already anticipating that this would be coming out from a regulatory agency and time for guidance isn't necessarily a problem. However, in this case, with COVID being a factor and businesses needing access to those loan programs, it became very important for the Small Business Administration to get that guidance out. In addition, there were a variety of unanswered questions about PPP that dealers had, and we needed answers to those questions right away. So we started doing a variety of very serious advocacy efforts geared toward the Small Business Administration in order to get them to issue the guidance as soon as possible and address uh, many of the common questions that dealers were asking about the program. And ultimately that was uh, successful. We did get them to release the guidance in just a few weeks and SBA was continuing to update that guidance on an ongoing basis in an FAQ document. And all of these guidance documents for PPP and a variety of other options available to employers are available on the NLBMDA website in our COVID-19 Resource Center. You can just go to dealer.org and with your login information, with your member login, you can have access to that and all of the guidance documents, whether it's from Small Business Administration, Department of the Treasury, IRS, et cetera, it's all available for members on the website and it's updated routinely. So I encourage everybody to check that out. If you're looking for information on guidance for PPP or other uh, tax issues uh, that pertain to uh, COVID-19. In the later part of 2020, we really wanted to focus on uh, getting some additional funding for businesses through PPP and other areas, and also begin to start looking at 2021. And uh, so NLBMDA was successful in getting additional PPP money allocated for members. And 
that was how we ended 2020 with a very strong focus on employer relief uh, for COVID. But with 2021, we have some additional opportunities of engagement that we really are hitting the ground running on uh, here at the staff level. And one of those is uh, additional COVID relief. We have a variety of things we'd like to see in another COVID relief bill. A couple of examples of those are employer liability protection. So we, we are strongly of the opinion that employers who are good faith actors, so they're following all health and safety regulations and guidance issued by CDC, OSHA, and others, they should not be held liable for uh, COVID cases in the workplace, particularly because it's very challenging to prove that somebody would have contracted uh, COVID there in, uh, in the workplace. And so we were supporting uh, a Republican effort at the end of last year to include employer liability protection in a Senate bill. Uh, ultimately, Senate Majority Leader at the time, Mitch McConnell, uh, compromised with the Democrats and they agreed to drop their uh, pursuit of state and local government funding. So we're continuing to advocate for that, for that employer liability shield so that dealers are not unnecessarily subject to frivolous lawsuits. That would be a five-year employer liability shield and um, we're gonna be continuing to fight for that. It'll be challenging with Democrats in control of both houses and with President Biden in the White House, but we are going to continue to advocate very strongly. The other one is the issue of unemployment insurance. And that's another one we're doing advocacy on right now for another COVID bill. The original COVID relief bills in 2020 allocated a $600 supplemental uh, unemployment amount. So that was in addition to whatever a worker was getting on unemployment on a weekly basis. So it was their weekly amount plus an additional $600 every week on top of that. Now, NLBMDA is a strong supporter that we need to make sure that workers are, are protected and, and cared for during all stages of, of uh, economic health, but especially during pandemics and other economic downturns. And so we're very strongly in favor of that. However, at the same time, we want those programs and those approaches to be equitable, fair, and make sure that they're workable for both workers and for employees as well. And so what we want to make sure that we're doing is that uh, we're, we're educating the government to find the right balance for something like unemployment insurance so that it both helps a worker but also doesn't have a negative impact on the labor availability market. And so we are advocating for a reduction of that $600 supplemental amount. It's actually down to, to $400 or excuse me, 300 at this point uh, through some congressional action at the end of the year last year, but the Democrats are interested in beefing that back up. So NLBMDA will be making the case that we need a very tailored approach. We need a compromise where there's a workable number that does not negatively impact dealers and their availability or the uh, ability for them to uh, get uh, good quality workers. Uh, so those are a couple of the main focus areas for us. In 2021, in addition to additional PPP money um, and, and a few other things, but I also want to pivot away from COVID and just talk about lumber uh, for a moment here too. As many of you would be aware, the current price of lumber is very, very high compared to what it's historically been. 2020, it was also hitting record highs um, as well. And NLBMDA has been paying very close attention to this. It's something that our members are definitely concerned about and uh, really want to see some, some action taken, not so much at the governmental level or uh, from an advocacy perspective, but uh, to see the market really adjust and, and find better parity between supply and demand for lumber. 
One of the areas that NLBMDA has worked on for quite a number of years and will continue to be doing so this year with the Biden administration is trying to get a new softwood lumber agreement. So the United States and Canada historically have had agreements in place over the trade of softwood lumber that prevented things like privilege or excuse me, uh, lawsuits and also um, tariff actions on the part of, for example, the US Department of Commerce. Um, that softwood lumber agreement expired several years ago. And since then, NLBMDA has been working to get the Department of Commerce back to the negotiating table with Canada to make sure that there is a uh, supplemental supply of lumber when needed to meet demand and that there is uh, fair policy on both sides of the border with regard to lumber. The Trump administration was uh, not as willing to engage in a new softwood lumber agreement. Uh, they uh, were a little hesitant to go to Canada for this uh, issue, and we are hopeful and optimistic that the Biden administration will be uh, more willing to use the United States Trade Representative's office to engage with Canada to get that softwood lumber agreement. Um, we think that while there are many factors that contribute to the reasons for the current price of lumber, uh, the softwood lumber agreement and re-engaging in that uh, could have some very helpful effects um, moving forward. So uh, NLBMDA is going to remain engaged with this. We've also had conversations with the National Association of Home Builders. Um, and so this is an issue that we're paying very close attention to and will be uh, continuing to work with the Biden administration on that, particularly through the Department of Commerce in the hopes of finding some uh, relief where possible and where it fits into NLBMDA's national policy. And then in terms of timing for some legislative action coming up, um, currently, the as of the recording of this, the Senate has just concluded the uh, second impeachment trial of former President Trump. Uh, that has now concluded, and so there could be some activity over the next couple of weeks on another COVID bill. So NLBMDA will be uh, lobbying on behalf of that over the next couple of weeks in particular. And then the big question is going to be, what are some of the other big items that Congress could accomplish this year? And I think what we're going to see as a possibility is something like an infrastructure bill. Um, that could be very, very large. We could see some uh, energy policy uh, moving forward. The Democrats are very supportive of a variety of comprehensive energy proposals. And so that could be an area as well. We could also see some affordable housing legislation. That's something that NLBMDA has uh, weighed in on in the past and does have policy on. So uh, in addition to COVID, there are several areas of uh, engagement that NLBMDA can have with the new Congress and the Biden administration uh, in order to make sure that dealers are both heard and that policies really do work for them uh, and their businesses. And so uh, I encourage everybody to just keep track of all of our legislative and regulatory efforts on our website, which is www.dealer.org. And uh, also stay tuned for our member alerts, which detail all of our latest action on legislative and regulatory policy. And we will continue to remain engaged on behalf of our members uh, throughout 2021. And we'll be giving additional updates uh, through this podcast and over those emails that I mentioned. And so thanks very much for taking the time today to listen and wish you all the best. Thank you. Thank you.